I was saying to the last guy, so I was like, because I was having the same EV issue. So I said, I'm just, I'm too, I'm, I'm too, I'm wearing too much glitter to be this stressed, or I'm too stressed to be wearing glitter. I'm not sure which. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It makes everything sparkle. We're good. Okay. Start. Okay. Hey, double teamed fam. How are we doing today? Um, what was I going to say after that? I forgot. Anyways, hope you're doing well. Thanks for coming. Today, we have a new guest. We welcome a comedian and host of the Man Whore podcast, Billy, and I don't know how to say your last name. Proceed it. Hey, DT fam, we're bringing you another wonderful podcast from the Pleasure Podcast family to check out. So please tune in to this little excerpt from Good Moms, Bad Choices, hosted by the hilarious cannabis-friendly mother duo, Jamila and Erica. They are absolutely, uh, I don't even know how to describe them. They're fabulous. A, their style is just wonderful. Which one did we meet? We met Mila. Oh. And they're just all around amazing. Love their show. Please check them out and enjoy this clip from Good Moms Bad Choices. What's up? We're Good Moms Bad Choices Podcast. Two moms living in LA, the valley to be exact. Duh. But don't get it twisted. We keep it 100, real, and unfiltered every Wednesday. This is not your average mom show. No DIYs, mommy hacks, or complaining about how our kids just hit their 60 month milestone. This is grown folks talk. That's right, because mama gotta have a life too. Nothing is off limits as we discuss mental health, sex, motherhood, dating, culture, and our sometimes bad choices. With a range of guests from social activists to porn star parents, this is a judgment-free zone for moms, women, and anyone looking for their tribe. Join us, your hosts, Erica and Mila of Good Moms Bad Choices Podcast, every Wednesday on all podcast platforms. I was seeing it wrong the whole time. Okay, would you, would you get? Would you? Would you think? It was Prosida? Pro, that's know. very common. It's like the most popular wrong answer. Oh. Yeah. It's better nice. than college graduation. They announced me as I walk across the stage to get that incredibly expensive piece of paper. And they said, hey, just write it phonetically. I wrote uh-huh. pro. I wrote C and duh. And he just looked at it and was like, Billy pr- pr- Prada. <laughs> I'm not an heiress. You know? Prada. <laughs> I, I would have claimed it. I would have claimed it. Wait, um, before we get started, I want to ask your shirt says this is what a sex worker looks like. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you do sex work? Uh, I, I have done various forms of uh, sex work over the time. I, I currently still have an OnlyFans. Uh, oh. And I've done webcamming. I've been a sugar baby. I've done some like kind of fin dom here and there. Were you uh, the submissive or the dominant? The dom. I'm not. I can't afford. Uh. I'm a professional comedian. I can't afford to be a fin sub. Like that's an <laughs> expensive fetish. I had a I had a fin sub. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's great. If I just tweet something with the hashtag cashmaster, like somebody will throw me 20 bucks or 50 bucks or 100 bucks. I'm like, yeah. great. Really? Uh, and then a couple times like some client based work, like in person stuff. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Nice. So it's not like I'm a like I don't I'm not like a full time sex worker, but like I've I've dabbled with stuff from time to time when I need some cash. Yeah. It's okay. Wait, and I you're like um you're poly, right? Or you're non-monogamous? Yeah, yeah. I go with non-monogamous cuz polyamorous right is like it implies the multiple relationships mm-hmm. and I haven't had one woman stick around for 2 years. Feel like I should focus on like having one girlfriend before I try to have five. Right. That's fair. So, uh, but you know, I'm always non-monogamous when I'm doing it. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. How's that like in New York? 
I mean, there's a lot of, lot of fun people in New York and the bar for dudes is so low. It's, it's, I trip over it every day. (laughs) It's that it's not hard guys. Just be bare minimum. Nice. It's like be half decent. And people are like throwing it at you because Mm -hmm. it's like, that's just how bad the climate is. You know, meanwhile, like, I don't know, it's just great. I, there's someone I'm sleeping with right now who, like, I can tell she's been in a lot of, like, just really bad. She's just been treated really poorly mm-hmm. by a lot of people. Yeah. It's very sad. And so I do, like, something so minimal. Like, I don't know, ask, like, hey, do you need anything? When she's over, you want, like, tea or something? She's like, oh, my God, that's so amazingly like, nice. And she's like, I'm so fond of you. And I'm just like, I think this is just more has to do with all the people you dated before me, not me. I don't think yeah. I'm that great. I think <laughs> everyone else was that shit. Wow. <laughs> That's terrible. So that's New York dating then. Uh, I mean, I, it's what I'm hearing about dudes nationwide. Dare yeah, I, I say, say global? Yeah, global I was going to say, I don't, <laughs> since what are dudes in LA like so great that, you know, we're all just like raising the bar on a daily basis. That's true. But I live in Brooklyn, Bushwick, where like, you know, nom- every, oh, everyone's Brooklyn. like poly and queer yeah. or something, right? And so I don't know. I don't know what's like non-monogamy dating like out here in LA. Well, I was gonna, I I think New York's just pretty hotter? kinky, and then um and I do think New York's very like open minded. But here in LA, there's definitely a big community of non monogamous swingers. A lot of swingers. Uh huh. A lot of swingers. Ugh. Um, at least from what <laughs> we've seen. <laughs> What's wrong with swingers? I don't know. There there are there are good swingers. I don't like swinging culture. Okay. Does that make sense? Well, tell us a little bit more about that. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. I feel like generally speaking as a community, don't at me if this doesn't apply to you, because I'm just saying like you might be great, but your culture is like this where there's a lot of the like the woman is the bartering chip at a Mm, party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's also like boys can't play with each other. Apparently that's like a no, no at swinger events. Uh, I went to a swinger resort. I also like a lot of Republican swingers. Yeah, wow. you'd be surprised. Right? Yeah. For as much as they want to, like, I think I don't think they think Lawrence v. Texas applies to them. It does. You should care about this. Uh, it's like it will, they'll come after your sodomy too. Yeah. So it's like I went to um, Desire Resorts down Never. in uh, Cancun. Okay. And it's it's I went my date also like super progressive. This is like five years ago or something, and she said, Billy, this one weekend we are not going to care about someone's politics. Just this mm. one, because otherwise it would nix like every, it would yeah. nix too many people. We end up in bed with this couple uh, from South Carolina, and the whole time like South Carolina, it's okay, don't ask, it's fine. We all finish like our first kind of round. <clears throat> the four of us are in the bed, and and I had the audacity to ask like, so what do y'all do for work? Oh no, oh god. He says what he says, and then, but then she's like, well, I I just finished um like. Campaigning. Uh, yeah, campaign canvassing or whatever, helping out volunteering for yeah. like to help flip uh, a district. I was like, dare I ask flip to from what to what? And she said, well, the the part to the party that like has empathy for minorities. I was like, oh, my God, thank God. Oh, we found we found liberals from South Carolina. I didn't just like fuck a uh, racist. OK, that's good. <laughs> thank God. OK. So OK, so that did go well. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for like a disaster fuck. OK, um, yeah. As, as really was I in that. that bed naked. I was like, this could be bad. Wait, I'm wow. curious. Have you ever walked out of a hookup because of their political affiliation? If you found out maybe like in the mist somehow. Well, I don't think I've ever been inside someone and been like, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, like, how do you feel about Black Lives Matter? You know, I don't think. <laughs> I'm sorry. You okay? Don't yeah. die. 
I just, I'm, I'm that, that would say I was really funny. If someone died from something funny, I said, I, that may be good press. No, um, I'm glad you're okay. Thank you. No, I just, I've been sick for like a month. So it's just sure. a congestion left over. She's like, don't worry. You were not funny. I'm just sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never, I don't think it's ever happened in the middle, but I've definitely like not pursued something with someone because of their political beliefs. Not about, okay. So not political beliefs. We okay. can, we can have values. Di- like morality yeah we can have different stances on like tax code or like what gun control regulations should be Mm -hmm. or like how we do healthcare. we can differ on stuff like that but like we shouldn't be differing on like queer people deserve rights black folks should be able to vote kind of easily and y'all should get to control your uteruses i don't know like i just think that one does that's not politics that's morality and so You know, like I remember I was hosting a speed dating event once because I, I used to I used to have a gig hosting speed dating events. Oh, um, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good time. And at the end, it was like a it was a it was the theme was like, I think, like 40 up or 45 and up, something like that. So this woman in like probably her early 50s or so, she uh, she after she's hanging around after the event, she's complaining to me. She's like, oh, maybe you can help me, you know, figure out this stuff, because like I just want to find like a good conservative guy who you know doesn't want and i was like whoa what what does that mean to you she's like well i don't want to like go see these like trans whatever's in the bathroom with me and i'm like lady you are in the wrong fucking city like yeah your dating isn't the problem it's like you're you need to move your values your values but if you're gonna have those shit values you gotta go to a more shit place like arkansas yeah go to arkansas you'll find plenty of dudes like that Find the richest guy in Arkansas. You'll nail it. I take that back. I've heard parts of Arkansas have become incredibly progressive. Let's go with Mississippi. Sure. Yeah. What's a major city in Mississippi? Uh, Jefferson's, uh, Jackson's the capital. No idea. Anyway. I don't know. Wherever Mississippi burning was. I don't know. Maybe that's gotten bigger. I will say I too am someone that like, if I know if, if at minimum, you know, they don't like side with pro-choice mm-hmm. that's enough for me yeah yeah i think that's very fair what about you <laughs> i don't want to assume that the twins have the same exact no, uh, sexual that preferences. i really appreciate that <laughs> Actually, we don't. Yeah, i really do appreciate that because she's like i only fuck pro-life guys <laughs> <laughs> no no absolutely not no i think i mean when when it comes to the pro-choice i'm really i stand my ground on that mm. i i understand some people are like, but the gray area. And I'm like, yeah, but the choice. <laughs> um, so I, I, I stand yeah. with that. But I mean, usually like when it comes to party affiliation, all of that. Yeah. It's just as long as the morals are there, I mm-hmm. don't care what the how is or yeah. how it's done. I'm a registered independent. Like I can date someone. If I, if I'm dating someone seriously, I would like us to be a little more politically aligned. Yeah. But you know, again, it's like, if we're just going to hook up or if we're going to have a casual thing, I just, I just need to know you're like a half decent human being. I think just the bar for humans is on the floor these days. Yeah. Mm. I'm just like, yeah. Wait, so I have a question. So you're single right now? Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm. Well, okay, okay, but like, how is it being? Because uh, we have, I don't, we really haven't had this perspective before. How is it being non-monogamous and single and a man? Yeah. Again, what is the, it like when you like tell women like, "Hey, I'm non-monogamous. If we're gonna date or we're gonna hook up, just letting you know this is my, this is how I identify." 
I mean, I just think because of my public persona and my dating app bios, I just don't think anyone who's either on a date with me or in bed with me doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Right. What does your dating profile say? Uh, gosh, I used to say mo- mostly look into go down on pretty people and eat pizza. I think that's what that like used to be my standard. I like that. <clears throat> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but you know, I think I just, I lay out this, you know, non-monogamous. I talk about sex for a living. I'm a comedian. Uh-huh. I'm from New Jersey. Just like all the red flags. Let's get them out <laughs> right away. Non-monogamy is not a red flag. <laughs> for some though. But just say you're let, right. You're it right. It lets them self-select. You're like right. if you don't like that, like I get instant unmatched a lot because I think they, they swiped right and then they finally read and they were like, Ooh, no. Yeah. Right. And that, that's and then, fine. Yeah, like, now that. I'm not wasting my time. I've had that before too. On um it happened a lot on Hinge. People on Hinge really aren't non-monogamous. So Yeah, and I'm mostly like on Field and Tinder and like you know, I like Field and Bumble. Tinder. Yeah. I like Bumble. Actually I found a lot of great dudes on Bumble. But Bumble's yeah. okay. Yeah. Wait, I'm curious. Um, because I don't know anything about your sexuality. Bisexual, straight. I identify as straight, whatever that means anymore. I okay. don't, you know, it's like I don't get it either. So I lean into that. But I like that you're like willing to wear glitter. Not that that's like yeah, right, exactly. that, not that like, that's like a, a gay <laughs> thing to do at all. But like I love that you're you identify as straight, but here you are. You don't care like you know about glitter or whatever. glitter. It actually yeah. looks really good. It does. Oh, thank you. It really thank makes you. her eyes pop. It really brings out the I blue. It. Yeah. it makes women a little less scared of me on the subway. I, I kind of like that. That's that's. This is partly just to like almost. You and know, I didn't deflect. mean, I wasn't trying to assume that because you're wearing glitter, you're bisexual or, you're, or you're you're whatever. Fine. I was just curious. And part of this is like to disarm. <clears throat> part of it is because it just makes me, it makes me feel comfortable if I do not appear as maybe as much of a threat as a man looking person like this. Like I look like the guy who did that thing to you in college. Like I know what I look like. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, if I can do anything that says, ah, you don't have to be as scared of me. Uh, we're just on the train. Like you, like. <laughs> Cause it used to be like I'm on the train, like I make eye contact, and it's like, huh, hmm. and now it's like eye contact, eye contact, smiles. I like your glitter. I say I like your bag. Okay, you have a good day. I'm getting off at of Times Square. Go I don't know why that reminds me of when Kimmy and I went to New York not long ago. We went to House of Yes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. In yeah. Brooklyn, love House of Yes, and um, it was like literally three in the morning. And I was like, at first, I was like, I don't know how I feel about riding the subway at three in the morning. But there we were and everyone in there is in like, cause it was actually glitterati night. Mm-hmm. So it was like head to toe glitter or like sequins, whatever. And I'm like, I feel safe. And it's the L train, you know, that's, yeah. that's a hipster train. Someone's going to do is try to like mansplain infinite jest to you. Like that's the worst <laughs> on we, the, je- we on got the L. Into, we got into a conversation with a, what was he? A doctor? Oh do yeah. He was a doctor. doctor. Yeah. 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 So before we got on the train. Actually, you're right. I think it is the L train. Yeah, it's L train. Um, it was so funny because was that the night that the girl was throwing up? Yeah, so, uh, that's every night. Well, this, <laughs> well, this one girl was was throwing up, and her friends took her to the like the side of the subway, and we're like, "What the fuck?" And she's like throwing up, and they're holding her hair, and then there's this guy, gay guy, sitting down. He's like. Guys, I think there's a much safer area over there by the trash can where you can throw up. So, so then, then her friends shuffle her over yeah, to the trash can and then she the is like can. hugging it, puking into it. And I was like, this is just bad. Yeah. And there's this like doc- young doctor next to us in the corner. And I was just like, I can't listen to this. And he's like, yeah, same. And then we just like get in a conversation. It was really funny. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. 
So, so like being a single dude in New York, uh, being non-monogamous, I feel like I'm fitting in a little bit with the non-monogamy, especially yeah. in Bushwick, especially at my income level, right? I feel mm. like there's just a lot of that going on. Yeah, you um, got you need more multiple people to pay rent. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I do think there's something to be said about like the fact that I just I am just so open about that. Yeah, um, both like if someone doesn't find me through my public channels, but just you know whether it's an app or I meet someone at a bar. I'm just like really nonchalant. It's not a big deal to me because I've kind of always been this way. And mm -hmm. so if I act like it's normal, they kind of act like it's normal. If I come to them about like, you know, disclosing non-monogamy like it's cancer, then yeah. they're going to treat it like it's cancer. Oh, I like that perspective. And then the other side of it is that just like, yeah, if you Google me, I mean, like whores attached to my name on Google for, and my dad's name for the rest of my life. So <laughs> it's like you look me up, you're going to find that. You, you know what you're kind of getting. A, a lover of mine recently said something along the lines of, I know who I'm dating. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Interesting. Well, I love that. So. No, I really like that perspective of like treating it as like your normal rather than like, I know this is a lot for you to handle, you know, or like, I know this is like a really, you know, heavy thing to bring to the table because, you know, I think sometimes I've been guilty of that. And I didn't really think about that until you said that. Where like, I treat make them disclose that they're monogamous, <laughs> right? Yeah. Make them feel. Yeah. No, but it's true. Like I, I, I tell people that I'm non-monogamous um, and and, and I will say this, like over the years, I've definitely become a lot more um, open about it or like a lot less shameful about it, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm describing it correctly, but, you know, I, I make it seem like less of a burden, but I definitely reflect back to like the beginning of my of my journey. And sometimes I did treat it like a burden that I was bringing like to the table of dating yeah. someone when it's like, no, that's just like my life. That's how I choose to live it. And then you can choose whether or not, you know, you want to be in it or not. So um, and then that's, I will say this, I get all of the time guys are like, I don't want to come in and change anything, but then they're like, they don't mesh with like the non-monogamy or they're like, well, you know, I, I think they seem to like think that in some ways, like if I like them enough, I'll turn monogamous. And I mean, I'm like, just like if they're like, oh, if you're bi, if I date you, maybe you'll, you know, you'll drop that. It's, there's yeah. So many, there's the, the audacity of people to think like, oh, I am the one. Yeah. You know, like, like if you, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know if y'all come from oral or not, but it's like, you hear, I don't know if you have friends who say like, well, I don't really come from oral. Uh, and some of it's cause they just haven't like had anyone proficient. And then yeah. some of them just like, I just, that's not pleasurable for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but then they hear, they, I don't know if your friends are, are like mine who they'll complain about the dude who says, no, 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 no. I will be the prince in shining armor who will lick your twat till you come. And it's like, no, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not the answer. No, yeah. still not you. Yeah. I get yeah, that. I Isn't that that weird? That's like the new, I feel like that's the new like Prince in Shining Armor thing. Oh yeah, it's like a, no no I'm the one who will make you orgasm. Yeah, no or the because I watched a lot of porn. They're like, oh, you've never squirted. I'll, I'll make, make you squirt. squirt. Yeah. I paid nine ninety nine to learn in a video once. It's true. Yeah, it, it is squirting. Exactly yeah, goes. squirting like, and coming from oral. Does it yeah. matter? Then I tell them like I don't want to squirt. Right. Yeah, not like, everyone just, finds that appealing. For me personally, that's not well, like I'm not like sitting here like, God damn, I wish I was squirting. <laughs> Wait, I'm curious. Have, I'm you okay. ever, have you ever had a tour like maybe you started dating someone and then or seeing them casually, mm -hmm. whatever. And then, you know, they were like cool with the non-monogamy in the beginning. But then at some point they hit a point where they're like, can't do it anymore. Have you hit that? I mean, I've, that, I've was, my, that, that was my last big relationship that I'm oh, like really? only recently feeling freed from. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. We, we cry less often about it now. Uh, oh. It's, it's a, okay. It's only when a couple songs play, uh, which Celine Spotify Dion. unwrapped has been, <laughs> Oh, it's, 
Oh, you know. Humbling to say the least. Thank God when I drive alone, I play enough Eminem to like outdo the uh, the sad songs from my ex that I listened to on the train. Yeah. Because it, I was so nervous opening up. I was like, this might just be every song she's ever sent me. And it wasn't. But like, yeah, you know. it's yeah. like the, So she, um, I met her and she had just gone to have a 12-year monogamous relationship. Oh, wow. And yeah, and marriage. Marriage? She, yeah, okay. she was getting out of the marriage. And she, I, I met her a week after she left her husband. Oh. Right. Mm. And it was just the right person at the wrong time. And she gave it a try. And it just combination of like she wasn't ready for that. She probably wasn't ready to for date a relationship, at yeah. all. But it just the chemistry was so fucking intense uh -huh. and undeniable. It was like type of thing where like after, our, you know, the first day we get coffee, I, I asked, I told her, like, I feel like to kiss you. She's like, yeah. And I kiss her on the corner and I, and I send her off to back to her place and I go my way. And I just I walked away being like, I'm in trouble. Oh, because I never go out with not people who don't already have experience with non-monogamy yeah. or are like single and just understand like, oh, maybe this we're just hooking up. And I just against all my better judgments, I was like, there's something here intangible Ooh. that like I have to follow. Like, I can't leave that alone. Like, it, yeah. I still feel that way. And she's on her journey or whatever. But yes, I mean, uh -huh. I think the poly was part of the reason that did not work out uh, or the non-monogamy and, and figuring that out and. I also probably wasn't the best boyfriend. I'm not. A, I don't want to be your first non-monogamous boyfriend. Does that mean? Because like I get that. I don't think I'm good. I don't think I'm going to be prepared for it. I don't think I'm going to be able to dual empathize and advocate for. I don't think I can do that. So I was like, I. But the, I just this great. one person was like, I, ha I had to go for it. I mean, I think it's yeah. great that you can identify that for yourself because I always take on the burden of being someone's first non-monogamous partner. Uh, Done that a lot. And, uh, and it tends to end the same every time. It really does. Yeah. So are y'all two, what's y'all two situation right now? I have two partners. One is very, very casual, like friends with benefits. Okay. And then the other one is, um, more so, but not, no labels, still fairly new. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do have a, a friend, um, her and I are like best friends with benefits, but that's very sporadic. Um, just after a good night at the nightclub, you know, it's like. Yeah. Or we, we just like to tag team dudes together. So it's that we have a lot of fun doing that. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I actually just got out of a, of a relation. Well, I'm, I'm still, uh, in the midst of my divorce, uh, which was non-monogamous for, we were together nine years, four of them non-monogamous. Okay. And then, um, so, but he wanted kids. I didn't. That's why it ended. Okay. That's kind of why it ended. But then I recently got out of a relationship where it was a guy. He's never been with someone non-monogamous before. Um, and it was also more casual, like just friends with benefits, but it was still like, it's very deep. We had a lot of great times together. I was telling our listeners last week that, you know, our entire, the entirety of our relationship was like watching Disney movies and having sex which was like everything that I needed after our divorce. Um, <laughs> but we were very close, but we finally hit a point where he was like, I can't do non-monogamy long-term. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do monogamy. And then we were like, okay, well let's just continue being friends with benefits. But like, at least we know like that's the extent of the, this relationship. Like it will not go further. I think it definitely could have gone further if we were like both on the same page about that thing. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, obviously we couldn't. And then finally we hit a point where we were just like, it needs to end. And mm. so it did. And so like, it's tough because, you know, like I said, he never been with someone that's not monogamous before. And like, it was hard sometimes to like take on like the burden of like, teaching. like you said, yeah. Teaching empathy. Like 
all of those things and you know all the communication involved and everything so it was just a lot so i yeah. miss him but it's for the better i have like such a together question but first i also want to get like oh, what's yeah, your yeah. current sitch um i i was engaged in 2020 early 2021 monogamously we, yeah we ended things we were monogamous yes um that's really all i've known okay and monogamy's all you've known mm-hmm. that makes my next question so okay keep going so after he and i broke up then i went on like a little hoe phase for a little bit i had fun yeah it was, it was a nice time and then i like I have like anxious attachment style, unfortunately. Me too. And yeah. Um, Tough one. So I'm like, it is, I've avoided. Yeah. So I'm. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. So I, st- I was seeing this one guy and like I started falling for him and then we were like trying to make it work and he and I were dumb sub for a little bit and then we weren't and then we were all over the place. Um, fast forward to now, I'm just, I don't know what I am. I'm like single-ish, mostly single. Yeah, I'm single. There's I, someone you're banging maybe more often than others. Yeah, I just, but I don't really know what to, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just single and seeing what comes. Yeah. When did the, and when did your breakup happen with the engagement? Um, 2020. Oh, like, that happened 2020. Okay, okay. Yeah, it, was, well, it, it happened, we ended my engagement ended um, January, like the first day of January, 2021. Okay. Because so. what I was going to ask is how do y'all become non-monogamous twins? But then I think I feel like I more want to adjust it with have did, when you decide you were going to try to pursue something a little different. I mean, is she a big resource for what do I do? How do I do? How can I tell the shitty poly guy from half decent guy from who? How do I know which are the, 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 the bad doms out there? What do I... Um, I don't know. I think we're both, well, I mean, you dated non-monogamous men. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, <laughs> see, that's how I know you are sick. I said nothing funny there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I've like, I've had like hookups with non-monogamous men, but only because like they're in like our, we're a part of a swinger community. Of a what? Swinger Swingers. community. Sorry. Okay. My, my tongue got. Tiny They're all liberal as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, actually, I take that back. There are a couple conservatives, but majority of them are liberal. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we are part of a little swingers community. And sometimes like, you know, we'll have fun with with those guys. We go to sex but, parties together a lot. Yeah. But it's not. Okay. It's not like um, it's not like ever never something that progresses super like outside of just like going to a sex party with mm. them. Would so, you date a non-monogamous man seriously? I think I would. And I and I want to like explore non-monogamy. It's just like you know a matter of finding that. But like then again, like I'm new to it. So then like you know then I have a whole podcast about it. And then I'm like trying to explain it to people, and it's like, well, I've actually never done it, but I talk about it. She knows what she's doing, like you know. So it's like a whole mess. But I mean, do you, you look to her for the advice on like how to pursue that? Sometimes, yeah. I but I think say. you gotta give yourself some credit that like you've been around non-monogamy for years That's because true. of me. So it's like you're not. You know, entering. and I do read reverse harem fiction. Yeah, you, so. you know, if you're going to sex parties with your sister, I just feel like that you you're gonna. I think you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're not like <laughs> brand new to non-monogamy no, to the no, point no, where no. you don't we, know anything about it. We've been going to, and I and I don't mind being a little unicorn every now and then. You know, mm. put my horn on and go. Um, but <laughs> so, um, hey DT fam, you know how important STD testing is, and how often we discuss it on our show. 
which is why I'm super stoked to be working with stdcheck.com. So whether you are with a new partner or you just want to stay on top of your sexual health, maybe you have multiple partners or maybe you went to a sex party and forgot to use a condom, whatever it is, it is super important for you to be maintaining your sexual health and that obviously includes STD testing. So stdcheck.com is the leader in reliable and affordable lab-based STD testing. I've done this many times, so I'm definitely a big fan of this. Basically, you order your test online and then go right to one of their certified labs, get your testing done, no doctor visit is required, and then you do get your results emailed to you in about two days. What I love about stdcheck.com obviously is it offers confidential and convenient STD testing. This is how I typically do my testing, especially when I want to do a full, full panel. So with multiple online payment options, it's super easy to set up and also you just have that peace of mind. If you're looking for a super convenient way to go get tested, head on to stdcheck.com. And right now, stdcheck.com is offering our listeners $10 off your order. So go to doubleteamedfam.com. Of course, we'll have that linked in the episode description. Click on STDcheck and use code DTF to get $10 off your next STI test. That's doubleteamedfam.com. Click on STDcheck and use code DTF to go get tested. And this is just a great way to support our show while you're taking care of your sexual health. So thank you guys. Go get tested. But um, I haven't unicorned in a while. I kind of miss it. Yeah, it's fun. It is yeah. fun to join a couple because like you're just like the, the commitment is like, you know, the commitments between them. Yeah. And my commitment here is temporary. And yeah. it's all it's literally just about having fun. I am here to make your bed more fun for whatever time we're doing that. And then I get to go. Have you been a, uh, what's the meal equivalent of a unicorn? It's like babysitting children. I'm not against being called a unicorn. I think more dudes, I mean, also I'm wearing glitter. So of course I'm (laughs) comfortable being called that. I think we should call all the, uh, 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 unibro, I think I've heard people say. Or a unibro? Like a bowl? Or I guess that's a bowl. That's for for cuck holding. cucking, yeah. Oh, dragon. That's what it is. Dragon. I do not feel like a dragon. I feel I do not think I give off that energy. That sounds like a much more mask thing to do. I am. Um, I've, I've frequently been told dating me is like dating a lesbian. So I love that. Yeah. Oh, like, lesbians are phenomenal. I love lesbians. Me too. I and, think they make great um, partners. They're very committed. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I feel like I give off more of a f- more feminine unicorn vibe at times. But yeah. Um, jo- yeah. Join. Yes. I've been. I've played with couples plenty of times. Um, all the way back to college when we had a really healthy Craigslist going on in New York. <laughs> wow. What? Okay. I keep hearing Craigslist was like the OG. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> to the casual encounters on Craigslist. Reddit, to its credit, is like filling a good chunk of that void in. But okay. Craigslist was. Chef's fucking kiss of sluttiness. It was, uh, you found anything and everything there. And I, so I went to NYU, right? Mm-hmm. So I was in the city. And I think just at a, I was in a monogamous relationship freshman year. But, but, so, but starting sophomore year, I realized, oh, if I can be comfortable with at least one other dick in my proximity, I can answer more ads and therefore increase the chances of getting my dick sucked. 
Oh. I can answer the MW for M, the MW for MM, the W for MM, and the very, very rare and usually fake WW for M. Uh, I, so I could answer these ads. Well, that one, there's not another one, but it's the same point. Okay. Just the idea of like, I could answer more types of ads than just like W for M. And so many, especially in major cities, so many of those are like bots, cam girls, escorts. Um, so like, or just like flaky people. But I feel like when like someone goes on and like we're putting together a gangbang, she wants a bukkake. Um, we want a third. Like I want to f- go out with two guys the same. Whatever it is, uh, that's pretty. Like that's intentional. That feels. That's always felt like more real. Mm-hmm. Like they they're gonna do that. They're not gonna flake on it as easily. I feel like. So I yeah, I played with couples. I've watched couples. Have um, you been a bull? I don't think in like a cuckoldy sense, no, because okay. a bull, you know, is more for like cucking. Yeah. And I don't know if I've like technically been that. If I have, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they didn't tell me to humiliate the guy or anything. That's fair. But okay. I've definitely like fucked people's wives and girlfriends in front of them. Um, nice. You know, so yeah, I've done that. And sometimes it's just like, hey, you want to come over and watch us bang? I did that a lot in college. That was cool. Just watch people bang? in college. I think yeah. the first time with a with a couple for me was I mean I wasn't involved. It was me coming over and watching them fuck and jerking off. He was just really fucking weird. Um, mm. He was like much older. I'm like I'm 20. Oh okay. And he's like he tells me like me in my corner and it's like that's fine. I go. He brings me up and they they finish before I could come and then they seem like they wanted me to get dressed and go. I was like I'm I have I have can I no. Yeah. I don't remember if I just like quickly just got one out real quick or if I just been like, I guess I'm not coming right now. But Damn. he then brought me downstairs and he insisted on walking me to the subway. That's nice. I guess. I didn't that need it. Thing? Right. It's like, it's, it's like you think it's nice, but it's a little fucking weird. Yeah. Because there's a man in his 50s taking a 20 year old to the subway that he's very capable at midnight of walking himself to. It's, yeah. It's not a scary city. Don't believe what the fucking news says. New York's fine. And so like. Yeah, Cammy and I, I have been New out. York's fine. Yeah, yeah, we've been out plenty of times past midnight. But like, he wouldn't fun. like let me go straight to. Him. Once we we're in, Ma- in in Penn Station or wherever it was, it was like he didn't like let me go right away. He's like insisting on like talking to me. He's like being an older dude. He's like, I'm gonna teach you. Let me tell you what's going on. And I'm like, bro, I watch you like kind of lamely fuck your wife, and I would like to go home and beat off to something sexier. So mm-hmm. let me go, dude. Uh, but yeah, other times it was fun. I like it. Watching's fun. Recently, like uh, before I got into that relationship, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about like auditing my like my auditing my like my my thrust game. I was starting to feel like all of a sudden I don't know why I was just feeling like maybe like I was not fucking as well anymore. Something had changed. I was like, let's just do like a healthy. I I was I was going to until I met this woman. I was gonna just start seeking out couples that I could watch mm-hmm. and like just be like how are how's he fucking how's he thrusting what what's going on what are the oh, kids like doing it. something gathering new I data. should know about yeah gathering yeah. data um what do they call it when you like go to a I think it's called auditing a class in college or what do they say when you're not in the class but you go to like watch I the think lecture that's right yeah I think it's auditing yeah it's like can I audit your class can I, I audit like your fuck sesh I like you know? it I've never thought to do that always strive to be better you know? <laughs> yes, and sometimes I wonder because I had it one time a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was like two months ago. I was like, I wonder how I am in bed. I feel like lately I've been super boring, but that's just because exactly. I'm tired. I was like, am I boring or am I fun? So I was like, I should I should do a little experiment. But then I went to a sex party and I was like, I think I look like I'm fun. 
and they seem to does be enjoying it. Does she fun. look like she's having fun? Does she like? I mean, do y'all do y'all put blinders on when you're at a party together? It's like a oh. Yeah. So like if I like last time, for example, I walked into a room, immediately noticed Cammy was having her fun. And I was like, I'm just going to turn right back around. Okay. Oh, yeah. We don't watch each other. But like not like watch like to watch, but just like more like, oh, that's Cammy. You know, like have y'all I didn't know if y'all have ever been like in the same big space and like you see her like five mattresses away. And no, usually like if one of us one time I heard Nikki. Really? Yeah. Uh, anyways, and what, that was that, was what was that like? Uncomfortable. I yeah. was like, oh, I didn't, didn't want to hear that. <laughs> like, the, just, the we boundary just try is to... so funny because you're like, I'll go to the fuck party with you, but like, uh, I can't. I don't want to hear you. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to hear. See, and I mean, but all the places we go to, there's plenty of room where like we sure. we yeah. don't, we don't have. There's no overlap or there's no like playing in the same spaces. Yeah. No, that was that one house where there was like that balcony outdoor area. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, when did you kind of like, because it it sounds like you started pretty early, you know, college days. When did you kind of decide for yourself that you were perhaps more non-monogamous than monogamous? Uh, I did start early, you know, especially with the sexual experimentation, because after that freshman year relationship, I thought, well, I am in New York City. I had seen what Craigslist had to offer. I was getting interest from women both on campus and like at bars. Cause in New York city, we don't have a campus, right? You just go to a bar. So, you know, I'm not going to a bar with college kids. I'm like, I'm being grown ass women in mm-hmm. college and which yeah. thank God. Cause I feel like I learned so much from them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a 46 year old woman is the one who taught me which size condom to use. You know what I mean? I was like, oh. I would have never figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love that. uh, so, so there was a lot of like, you know what, I'm going to figure out what I like by just trying a lot of stuff. That was my philosophy in college. Like, I'm just going to try things and figure it out that way. And I think that's still like a, you know, what I do to figure out my sexuality and what I enjoy and what gets me off. Mm-hmm. But then in terms of poly, like, so freshman year, that was, you know, it was like not official. Right. And I was just talking about this, like a few hours ago, it was like, it wasn't official. Um, but we had loved it. We said, I love you to each other. I was her first sexual partner. She was my second. I was, we, I'm coming inside of her. Oh, wow. She is the person, right. For all intents and purposes, she's a girlfriend, but we, she was going to Tufts and I was going to NYU. So it was like, okay, maybe let's not be official and we won't fuck other people, but we, that way we can still hook up with other people because you know we're both new fresh 18 year old sexual beings okay but so like, no sex but like anything else is fine yeah that w- those were the okay. rules we had but then also we decided we weren't official she's not my girlfriend okay but it's only because we're still doing things with other people which is so silly and dumb why is the sexual fidelity is what makes it serious how yeah. about my feelings are serious some of the sexual the sexual health uh bonding is serious so why is this thing over here that's the marker uh, and then by like November freshman year, we like became monogamous and, and now she's my girlfriend. Now I'm her boyfriend. OK. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading the New York Post one day uh, and the in the back of the paper, there was a small box. It's probably like 150 words, maybe. And it had some, I don't even remember what it was about, but it had this word. It was about this word polyamory. Maybe it was a book out or a study. I don't know. But I got introduced to this word polyamory and it was like in bold font. It said what it was. I was like, that's. That feels like it makes sense. Mm -hmm. If you can love more than one person over the course of your life, then like, isn't it possible those times could overlap? Mm -hmm. So I just was like, it's just, and it sat in the back of my head. I'm in a monogamous relationship, whatever. I went up to visit her once and we saw the movie Definitely Maybe. 
Ryan Reynolds, Derek oh, Luke. Like yeah. That, okay. Yeah. 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 Isla Fisher. Okay. Great, great flick. Love it. And in that movie, right? It's it's he's there's three main character women who come in and out and back in of his life. Yeah. And the time that he's in love with these people, if not always constant, do overlap. Yeah. Mm. And I remember leaving the theater just being like, wow. Because I remember that thing's in the back of my head. And I bring up in the cab. I say, hey, oh, I thought this was interesting. What do you think about just this concept? And she lost her. She freaked out. Oh. She thought I was asking to open up the relationship, which mm. she didn't want. Yeah. I wasn't doing that. I was just like saying, oh, let's just. I'm just, this is interesting to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought we were going to break up in that cab. Uh, but I knew I was like, there's something there. And then when we broke up, I was, I, it's still, it just nothing happens for college. I read Ethical Slut um, after I graduated. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. And it gave me that language. Yeah. It was a thing I knew was there. Like, I remember senior year, I met a 40-something-year-old, like a 38-year-old woman who like used to swing with her husband at a bar. And I was like, you're the first person I've met in real life who seems normal and natural and like, also has been non-monogamous. Yeah. Oh, maybe this is a valid lifestyle. And it like it like validated me just by meeting her, right? Uh -huh. And then and then I read Ethical Slut and I've got language for it. And so yeah. like really by then I felt comfortable just saying non-monogamous. Before that, I was just like hoping to find someone who wants to love me back. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the theme of my show is like I talked to exes about why we didn't work out because for like up until I was 25 or 26, until I was 26, nobody wanted to be my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want cuddles and I want love and fun sex. And I, I want, but yeah. nobody, I, women always wanted to stay casual with me. So I kind of ended up. it so cute. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I like had to be slutty kind of almost by default mm -hmm. because like, no, well, if no one's going to lock it down, I'm going to keep having fun. Yeah. And then eventually I realized, oh, I can keep having fun and not and lock it down. So to yeah. speak. So I, I mean, that's kind of my poly origin story. I like it. Everyone's different, you know? Yeah. What I was like yours? I started um, reading Reverse Harem Fiction. Yeah, and I was reading Reverse Harem too because I was we always read the same books, and so like it kind of just like planted the idea in my head. Uh -huh. And then um, my ex husband and I we were both pilots, so we traveled a lot for work. And um, pilots, so, pilots. Mm -hmm. You fly plane. I do fly airplanes. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Thanks. Do you still fly planes? Um, I haven't since I sold my airplane, um, about a year ago, but well, I, I take that back. I went flying once just to make sure I could still land an airplane, which I did. <laughs> like for um, an emergency situation. <laughs> can anyone, and you're just like, I can, I got it. But, do you just um, like hate Andrew Tate? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I do, but like, <laughs> like, like I do too, but I feel like it's more personal for you. Cause remember he said like women shouldn't fly airplanes. I was like, yeah. that's a weird take, man. It's Our okay. Mother said the my mom, thing. my mother said the same thing and I love my mother, but she's like, mommy, that women really shouldn't be flying airplanes. And I'm like, well, I do mom. So <laughs> that's fucking killer. Anyways. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously I still have all my licenses. I just need to go get current, but and I'm going to own an airplane again someday. Just not right now. I continue transitioning from my divorce. But um, we were traveling a lot for work. We were young. I was like 22. He was 26, whatever. He was about five years older than me. Anyways, and then um, one day we just kind of had this discussion. He brought it up and he was just like, I love you, but we're gone all the time and I still want to have sex. And I'm like, me too. And then we just, it kind of spurred from there. And we didn't know what we were doing in the beginning. Um, but it was basically just like whenever we were apart from work, we would go have our fun and then it kind of progressed from there. And it, we did dabble into polyamory. He had a girlfriend at one point mm -hmm. and me, and then I had just a variety of casual partners. But, um, but yeah, it was, we learned a lot. It was, it was 
definitely what solidified for me that like I just cannot be monogamous. Yeah. And so, yeah. Do people assume that your marriage fell apart because of the non-monogamy when really it's about the, you know, the child planning? Yeah, I think people or at least they think that it like began or aided it. And maybe it kind of I think maybe him being with his girlfriend because she had a kid and Mm -hmm. she also wanted a baby, another baby and all of that. I think that opened his eyes more to wanting children because I didn't give him that experience. So I think that's fair to say, but I wouldn't say that it was like the direct cause. Right. I think we would have we would have hit that roadblock whether we were monogamous or not. Yeah. Well, I so. bring that up to say because so many people, I think, when a poly or non-monogamous relationship breaks up, mm, they oh assume yeah. that's why. But oh when yeah. a monogamous relationship breaks up, they don't they don't blame that. I know. Right. I know. I hate it. I mean. Don't get me wrong. If, if people choose monogamy, that's fine. And um, yeah, everyone's you know, allowed to be boring. That every, is told yeah. you are allowed to be lamer than me. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. However, I just I hate that it's always just like this constant narrative that we're battling where we have to prove to people that our relationships are still just as happy, committed, um, but still face the normal mm-hmm. roadblocks that relationships face. Even when they are, you know, when uh, you should see some so. of the comment sections in our posts. Oh. I know people all the time. They're like, <laughs> my favorite all the time. They're like, like, it's never going to work. You know, we get that. Or we hear that a lot. Or like, your father must be so proud. He's not like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my father's not proud of me either. No one ever throws that shit at me because I'm a guy, right? They yeah. go like, you, uh, Ooh, what do they go for your jugular? Yeah, what do they go for? For, for us, it's uh, always the your father must be so proud. So what, yeah. do, what do men face with? Oh, uh, I don't know what men face with. I, they don't talk to me very often. I have, All my friends are like chicks and queer folks. But uh, when people want to shit on me, it's usually like you're funny, you're uh, you're not funny, you're ugly or something like that. Uh, in terms of the poly stuff, they'll just be like, oh, fuck, right on. You know, it's like, you know, that's cool. Oh, you're, you're getting laid. Hey, you know, I get comics who come up to me and like, tell me about the fuck parties. Right. It's like yeah. they, they think it's cool. It's oh, kind of yeah. like if like being a male escort for women, right? It's like mm. if I feel like, okay, so if you're a woman escort, you're getting all the slut shaming and all the, the anti-sex work sentiment. But if you're a guy and you, you're you doing that, someone's kind of like, hey, if you can make it work, good for you, mm. right? They're like, hey, hey, you shouldn't be able to do this. So if you can, mazel. Wait, now I want to know. Because you go to the, all the New York parties. I go to one New York party because it's like the best party. Which what one? Hacienda. How do you okay. spell that? H-A-S. Or H-A-C-I-E-N. Hacienda. Yeah. They're phenomenal. It's a but great... We got to go. Next time we go, let's go. Absolutely. I love... I'll throw you an invite. I love We're play trying parties. to find more New York parties because we have plenty of... We've LA only been parties. to Sanctum, which is... <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. You've I've, probably heard of them. I've, I've heard of them and I've heard a couple things, but uh, <laughs> not terribly much. Um, yeah, yeah. Wait. Okay. I have one last question. Um, since we got the signal that we're, we're yeah, and then we can finish up with a few. Things. Okay. So my question is, what are the requests you get on your OnlyFans? Oh yeah. Because like I know women. We get didn't dive like into that the, much. I I feel like I've heard the you know spit in a cup or something or like watch while I drink milk and you know whatever. I don't get anything that fun. Okay. <laughs> What? Watch you drink milk sounds easy money. Wait, yeah. so what, what are your Yeah, requests? what do you get? Uh, I mean, I think the, the most out there one I got was uh, a guy paid me a couple hundred bucks to blow up and pop balloons in my underwear and then uh, jerk off and come on one of the balloons. Which like during lockdown, I was, you know, I was living with two women much younger than me who lived upstairs. and But we could hear everything. And they were in grad school and I had to say, hey, 
is there like a time range where like it can be loud? And they said this window is like cool because like I'm gonna I gotta pop some balloons and like I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, just usually. Did you have to send him the balloons? No, no. I probably would charge extra for that. Yeah, definitely uh, charge extra for that. Yeah. So no, like usually it's stuff like I, one. Men are terrible people. Uh, I just want if you're watching this or hearing this, like you're cheap and you're lame and because the women do not haggle me like this. Yeah. Right. So they'll be like, well, I just want to get like a 30 second video. Can I give you like 20 bucks? Like, no, because it's not worth me like wasting a load over 20 bucks. No, thank you. (laughs) If your video order is too short, I have a $50 cum shot surcharge. Cause I'm like, yeah. like, like I need to be making hundreds yeah. or like, I got to charge you an extra 50 bucks. Just to like waste this. Taking my dick out, you know, they got to make it worth the while. They, they yeah. say, how much money does it, uh, how much money will it take you to like get out of bed in the morning? I'm like, how much money is it going to me be for me? To like dump a load on the floor. Like that's, yeah. I got a, I got a number. Uh, so usually it's just like stroking. Sometimes they want to see my butt, uh, on occasion, they'll ask for something, but it's usually pretty standard. I, I don't get a lot of weird requests. Um, like sometimes I got one, my big spender, like she's a you know this woman in Ohio. She just wants me to say like my nickname for her a lot to the camera. I think the women want something like that feels connected. So I'll just say oh, like, yeah. hey, sweetie. Aww. Or like, oh my God, sweetie, that feels so good. Or like, you know, I don't know. I just like speak oh, at her okay. a bit. I like that. One woman asked me to tell her like a sex story. It, it, yeah. Mm. I get, I pretty, pretty normal. So I don't get the crazy shit that some of my friends get. But if you want to pay me for some stupid, wild porn thing, like I'll do it at OnlyFans.com slash call me Billy. Like I'll. Uh, hey, shamelessly, shamelessly plug yourself. <laughs> okay, la- okay, so we'll do a quick round of this and then we'll, we'll be good. Also, what? shout out to Amaris. Chats. Yeah. I love this game. Amaris. Love you, Elizabeth. Okay, what's the craziest place you want to have sex that you haven't already had sex at? Uh, I'm just going to adjust L-train. it to create. Well, uh, subway sex is still very much on. Oh, and I got close. I was on an empty car with someone at like three 30 in the morning. I was like, oh, I wish we were like fluid bonded. Cause then we could just like do a quick fuck right now. Cause we had two stops where nothing, there was nobody on the train, Yeah. but sadly it could not pull that off. Uh, it was like, I just met her, okay. and, but, but the craziest place I had sex NYPD parking lot. Okay. Okay. That's, that's like outdoors, not in a car. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Next to the cop car? <laughs> like in the parking lot of this NYPD. Yeah, like in the back of the parking lot. I didn't know it was NYPD parking lot till we left. And I looked up. I was like, oh, that's why there were. I was like, there's a few cop cars here, but they're all off. That's weird. And then I got out. I was like, that's why. Okay, we got away with something. <laughs> so there's that. not another crazy place in your list besides the subway I mean, when i walk around the, any city i i'm like a location scout for a movie you know i'm always looking at uh, that'd be a good place to fuck there i guess i could i, I could eat somebody out here in public that'd be cool yeah. it's always i always like the you know the that woman i actually just described from the subway thing she says she got fingered in an alley that was gross i was like i actually know a good clean alley yeah. um <laughs> yeah she's like there i'd love go. you to show me that alley sometime and i you know what i'm going to <laughs> i like nature outdoor places. i love nature. a good park bench really just it's mm. different. What is your alter ego's name? That feels like a really personal question. Hey, you don't have to answer. Uh, 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 <laughs> I always said that if I went to like if I had like a burner name, I think it would be Buddha Steakhouse. Buddhist steak. Buddha Steakhouse. Buddha Steakhouse. Yeah, I like that. That's it made more sense to me eight years ago when I thought about that. I don't know what my movie. I have to think about it. What's the first movie sex scene that turned you on? probably Titanic. I think that was just the really? first, I mean, I just think that was the first titty I saw on screen. 
Those were some great titties. She's yep. beautiful. Okay, last but not least, what is your favorite sex advice? Um, I, I'll, I'll give it to the men because I think they need it more these oh, yeah. days. Um, Absolutely. You're trying to make her feel. The question isn't, did you come? The question is, does that feel good? Are you enjoying this? Okay. Yeah. That you, Stop making come this goal that you get to feel good about. Make it just about like everyone feeling good. And hey, if she comes in the process, that's a great mistake to have happen. But like just focus on fun, focus on feeling good, um, and stop getting goal oriented about it. I like that. I like that. It's not an efficiency game, it's an experience. Because there are like times in my cycle where like I just it's really hard for me to come. Yeah. So it's like I don't want my my like I when, enjoy it, but I can't. Right. Yeah. When my partners are so focused on it, I'm like, now this is just taking the fun out of it because we're just trying to get to this one destination that like I don't think we can get to. Just so, so you can feel like I'm exactly. a man, I made you come. Yeah. So exactly. Well, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. I like I said, you know, we've never really had the perspective of a single non-monogamous man on the podcast. So I really love to hear kind of what your experiences have been. Mm. Um, but also it I sounds like you've been open for a while and I love that. Yeah. I but, wish I would have But open to a lot of things too. You know, I, I wish men would would open themselves up a little bit more. I think they all need to do that. Like so. wear some glitter. Yes, I was actually exactly. just going to say that literally. <laughs> wear some glitter. Put some nail polish on. Yeah. Chicks to you. Anyways. So thank you for joining us. Do you want to plug yourself? Yeah, let's all do our plugs just because I think we're, oh, yeah, we're mutually yeah, released. We're co-releasing. <clears throat> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I should say, hey, thanks for coming on here, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're welcome. So I'll say uh, I, you can find my show, The Man Whore Podcast, wherever you're listening to Double Teamed. Uh, I'm on you know, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff. But I would say uh, if you're looking for a sense of community, I have a great sex positive Discord server. Oh. You don't even have to listen to my show. Uh, so if you want to connect with like minded people, uh, you can join us in the champagne room at manhorpod.com slash discord love that love that um and then you can find us at double team podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and at double team podcast.com um for our all relevant links yeah for all relevant links we're mainly on tiktok um at double team podcast and instagram at cami and nikki with one k because instagram sucks um, do y'all have like a closing phrase thing that y'all do I at the end? I always do wear condoms and stay slutty. <laughs> yes. Oh, we got both of them in. Yes, there you go. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs>